What's up, Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack podcast? That's an inappropriate picture. Listeners. Ooh. It's gonna... <laughs> hey, that was at the trap venue, so that you could have saw that. What are you, <laughs> what are you doing over there? <laughs> Someone's had too much to drink. I just got here. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, my bad. Hello, everyone. What's up? We, All right, uh, so we got we got two voices for you today. As Meatloaf always said, two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three is not bad. So hopefully we will uh, compel you, <laughs> challenge you, make you listen to stuff that you make may you hear. sow your wild oats. What the fuck <laughs> that means? <laughs> like, why are they wild? Are they like out of control and they need to be sown? Like, as as it work? Right, so we, brought, we we talked about this a couple seconds ago. I think you said you had a feud. I, well, it's not really a feud. It's more more. I mean, it was because they made it a feud, but it's more or less. Hmm, what's the word? Gossip, I guess, would be the term. All right, let's gossip. Let's gossip. Let's gossip. Heavy metal headlines. Uh, as we all know, that band, Trapped. Never heard of them. Has been in the Twitter uh, canon quite it's a lot, a, actually. <laughs> I like to call it the Twitter monster. Yeah, like they've been. If you don't know that, we talked about it a little bit, but I mean, it's it's not hard to find. So uh, this this has been this has kind of kept going. Um, so evidently there was a concert kind of dealio. I believe it was a bike fest. If I'm correct, essentially, and. Uh, it was attended by thousands of people with uh, all kinds of bands. Um, Drowning Pool, Smash Mouth, Buck Cherry, Night Ranger, uh, Reverend Horton Heat, Lit, 38 Special, Quiet Riot, and Big Skillet. Pretty much all like the off-name bands. Think about it. Like Those are like the bands that were just like at the time, but just weren't like huge. Uh, so they, uh, all these pictures coming up um no one no one showed up for trapped there's maybe like 13 people but then you see pictures of like smash mouth and there's thousands of people and think about how irrelevant smash mouth is right now yeah they got i think trapped got openly protested yeah essentially essentially that's such a wonderful picture though so was she there <laughs> uh, yes, 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 she was. Uh. So evidently, uh, Trapped um, shared their own photos from this event, where it looks like they did eventually draw what could be considered a crowd. <laughs> uh, 
yeah. So, essentially, uh, this one I got for Metal Injection. Um, so, evidently, they were caught cropping the photos and lying about their first week in sales. So, that's also a thing. Um, so, I guess more, more photos have surfaced. It's like this one here. Uh, I'll, obviously, we'll, we'll attach it to this so we can actually look at it, too. But uh, it said, uh, here's a better view of right around the time we did come together <coughs> with our brother Anomaly. Great show. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, evidently, there's like a massive gap where people were like photoshopped in there. So there's actually only three rows of people as opposed to the, you know, a hundred. So they kind of added this and, and moved it around so it looked like there was a bunch more people in there. So that's cool. Showing that, I mean, they're just digging, digging this hole, man, like real bad. So it makes you, it makes you wonder. It's like, so you have to think as like a band, like what your message is. So these guys are like heavily political, heavily. I'm better than you. And it's, a, you know what? It's a very respectable response because it's a very educated response from everybody because they're like no you're a douche so we're not gonna go to your show (laughs) pretty much and that doesn't happen often enough because you know what like when when bands like turn into like douche nozzles like this is what exactly what like should Mm -hmm. happen I'll tell you what though the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 I see 20 people in this in this particular photo that I'm looking at they had fantastic seats for the show. <laughs> they sure did. For them. They sure did. Like, I'm proud of you. Like, good job. Uh, but yeah, so on on top of that, and that's that's one of the three things that I want to discuss a little bit. The, oops, did I lose my cap here? Um, <coughs> the next one was actually a social media situation. So they did release a new album. Um... The name honestly escapes me because it, oh shadow work, yes. Um, so they they did a post on the wonderful Twitter uh, that shadow work is around uh, four thousand albums sold and over a million streams. We're doing great after less than two weeks of albums being out with with zero music industry help. So well, according to uh, Metal Injection. Uh, they were actually scanning trap social media and saw this and actually looked and it looks like that trap sold only 600 copies their first week <laughs> and there was no actual proof that it was 4,000 copies so that's a good start um, and following that so this is actually a Twitter feed I'm gonna run through uh, real quick so it looks like Tom his name Tom well Tom zero seven five eight eight seven two two. Uh, so it looks like he wrote, the info is from Soundskin's site, Haas. Um, no, you're not that successful. Your best gig is the fifth opener for Smash Mouth. Scream all you want. You've sold less, I'm sorry, 26 less albums than Millie Vanilli this week. So then Trap responds, uh, either way, we're approaching 5,000 albums. Costs have been paid off, and we're nearing two million uh, streams and adding a hundred fifty thousand a week. 
Uh, we're good men. <coughs> so that that's just more stuff. So then he follows with, uh, I love how after swearing up and down and ranting about having sold 4,000 albums the first week, He's now trying to act like he's now getting a uh, to 4K nearly a month after release is actually impressive. I suppose that it is in some way to local small-time bands that play at bars and stuff. Which, I mean, honestly, 4,000 album sales for a band like Trap that's been around for so long? It's pathetic. That's sad. That's, that's very sad. Uh, this guy did uh, 4,000 album sales in the first week. Masks don't protect you from COVID. I have tons of transgender fans. The industry is suppressing our sales stats. Trapped is a good band. Listen to this doctor who also thinks demons giving people UTIs in their dreams. And this guy, <laughs> Trap, responded with, You're a total moron, the same idiot who said Trump lied, and blah, 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 blah. So now they're getting political here. So yeah, I don't so want to go too far into that one. The uh, the first mistake is you responded. <laughs> yeah, usually, like they're just like they're just picking fights for no reason. Nothing has ever good come out of responding to said <laughs> criticism. No, no, ever. Ask, ask Yelp. I mean, like the album sales are affected by the Twitter nonsense. To be honest with you. Oh, absolutely. You and know what I mean? Like And I give I give props for like everybody because like that's education right there. Like that's educated fandom. Yeah. It's like they've actually said some stupid stuff. Yeah. Whether it be political like or whether were, it be dumping on he, like they a, were like picking fights. Like they were just hunting people down and just going after you know what I mean? Well like, hey, it's just we like, all we all learned a talent in our COVID times, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. They, they they learned how to completely screw themselves. Like, over. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I learned how to build out of rodneck chairs. They learned how to screw themselves. Yep, pretty much. And you don't even need to go into, like, their political views. They're just so stupid. Like, negative feedback is negative feedback. I've always said, and I think I'm quoted on this show, we've made it once we've gotten hate mail. Yeah, no, that's true. Like, once somebody sends, sends us an email, hey, you guys suck. That means we've made it. <laughs> you suck. And we're not going to rebuttal it. We're not going to refute it. We're not going to discuss it. We're going to say thank you. Yep, pretty much. And keep doing what we've been doing for 103 episodes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so to wrap all this together, um, this article is from Metal Sucks. Um, it is titled as... Trapped singer is broke, dodging payments to music video director. So, they made, let's see, two most recent, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they made a lyric video for Make It Out Alive, a single from the new album. And uh, the situation is that Brown is attempting to quote-unquote dodge payment for a second lyric video. Uh, claims that Brown, which is obviously the lead singer, has told him that, quote, his social media advertising agency accidentally and conveniently spent $4,000, the exact price of the video, and that as a result, he is currently unable to pay for the work that has already begun. Uh, what's more is that uh, Brown claims he only has $500 to his name until September, and this was in July. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Trapped is still signed by a relatively major record label. I would assume. Uh, so, like, the, 
this actually like, blows my mind because like this sounds like either they're releasing things independently. Warner Brothers, uh, Warner Brothers, I think. I believe. Or an affiliate of Warner Brothers. Yeah. Like right, 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 right. So, like that's interesting because like would they normally be putting out their own music video? Where they well, would be responsible so the for weird, said. So the weird thing is, is that when they were talk, when they were talking about the release, quote unquote, that he was posting. Um, he was saying that um, putting out the, the album, doing you know blah 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 for the uh, less than two weeks with zero music industry help. So I'm wondering if they're unsigned now. Hmm. Hmm. Almost like they potentially lost their label. That's possibility usually with that much flack uh, a label won't want you yeah usually when you're like a like that. a like a world-class chucklehead yeah they don't want that they right don't want like the, publici- the bad publicity like go pound sand bro essentially yeah like peace out girl scout mm-hmm. any other aneurysm you can put there aneurysm i don't think that's the word I know that, that wasn't the right <laughs> word. aneurysm uh, is when your brain explodes was it aneurysm it was a uh, alg- algorithm i don't nope. think it's right either that's not either while, while I'm stroking out over here, <laughs> that's completely fine. I'm gonna like, call the ambulance. No, don't do that. It costs a lot of money. We discussed sure that last. Does. We, we discussed that a couple Especially episodes ago. Especially if it's ago. a direct line. Um, yes. But yeah, so that's essentially the situation in which uh, Mr. Uh, Chris Taylor Brown is doing the thing. So. You know, just to, just to speak on Trapped, like overall, like if you go over like their overall catalog, like they are like the quintessential one-hit wonder. I mean, let's put it this way. They're not going to take him down. He is headstrong. He'll take on everyone. He will. He's holding to that song. He will. He he talked about that, like, really <laughs> early. And, like, I, I almost feel like that's, like, literally the, om- the only thing that ever stuck from Trapped. Yeah. Like, knows. I can't think off the top of my head, like, a, even a second track from Trapped. I actually like the one, Who's Going Home With You Tonight. That was pretty good. I have one of their albums, so I... I, I know more songs by Hoopastank than I do Trapped. I'll probably agree with you on that one. Yeah, that's just scary. But they keep us entertained because they're just complete morons and it's total douche nozzles. I mean, there's, there's entertainment <coughs> if you look in the right places. <laughs> ah, the Twitter monster. Mm-hmm. I love the Twitter monster. It's, it's, it's amazing. So, kids, the moral of the story is... <laughs> Don't do drugs. Unless they're free. There's that. And if you get feedback or if you get comments, you're not necessarily obligated or required to respond to every single comment that well, flies your way. It's funny because in, in, you bring that up, and it, it reminded me there was an interview. I forget who it was with, but they were saying, you know, they asked about, you know, about getting, you know, when you start getting famous, blah 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 blah. And they said at first, like the, you know, the, the all the you will get negative comments. It's going to happen. You can't not. You know what I mean? Someone's going to hate you for anything you do. But, it, but uh, they were saying that, you know, at first, you know, you're kind of bothered by them. But then after a while, you just you just ignore them. Like, they're not going to go away. You're always going to get them. You know and what? You I actually... make it bring you down. I would actually like to challenge the listeners of Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack Podcast to email HMOA6PACK at gmail.com and just say, fuck you, Marcus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do that. And I'll be so happy. <laughs> It'll make his day. It will. It will. I'll be like, that's that's some hate mail. <laughs> like, right yeah, there, right? yeah, fuck me, right? That's some beautiful, like, yeah, fuck. 
<laughs> I'm gonna stop before I keep going. <laughs> but that would be some beautiful hate mail, and I will be like thrilled to open that email. <laughs> yes. Even Anthony, throw out a fuck you. Yeah, whatever. Anthony, Anthony keeps an eye on emails. Yep. Dave, not so much. We'll have to. We'll have to. Uh, I don't think he's in the loop. We'll have to forward that to him. We well, gave we be- gave him all the passwords and the key to the city, but he's not quite there yet. No, that's fine. Like he's not quite here yet. <laughs> he's not here. He's not here. Did at we all. mention that he's not here? I think we said it was going to be two voices okay. today. Two voices. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Two. Ah, ah, okay. Ah. But yeah, that's our uh, <sighs> that's our news and feud and gossip and lollygagging for the day. Lolly. Oh my god. That's so in season. Lollygagging. Lollygagging. Yeah, lollygagging. Then when you stick the lollipop too far back in your mouth and you go, doesn't my thing of something else. So I'm gonna age myself here. There's a baseball movie out there. Kevin Costner starred in it. The baseball. Um, Susan Sarandon, I believe, is her name. Was in it. Okay. And the dude that was in, I'm gonna digress like really hard on this one. Um, the dude that was in. Um, Shawshank Redemption, Andy. Okay. Like, he was actually, like, the young pitcher that was in, like, Bull Durham. Bull Durham is about minor league baseball system. It's, it is my top two movies about baseball of all time. And I actually love baseball. Okay. So, one of the things is, like, the team, it's a minor league, it's a minor league ball club. So the team is on like a losing streak. So Kevin Costner's character is like this old school catcher that they brought in to work with like the new hot shot pitcher. And the coach like comes up to him and it's like, I don't know how to get a hold of these guys. Like I can't they're not like listening. They're not listening. Like blah blah blah. And Kevin Costner's character is like, they're kids. Just scare the shit out of them. So they're all like in the, you know, the locker room, the shower, and like he starts like throwing stuff around and starts yelling at him. It's like, This is a simple game. You throw the ball. You catch the ball. You hit the ball. Like, like all like this, like, like mm-hmm. all the nonsense. It's like, you guys are lollygagging around the bases. You guys are lollygagging around the field. You know what that makes you? And like his assistant coaches, lollygaggers. <laughs> lollygaggers. And that just completely. Uh, Tim Robbins was the name you were looking for. Thank you, Tim Robbins. Absolutely. Gotta love Google. <laughs> Saved my all, life a few times. Answers all of our questions for us. Yeah, pretty, for the most part. You can get weird with it, but. What else do you have today? What else do I have? Well, I got some shoes. I brought my phone. Nice. Um, I got shorts on. All right, we're gonna drink some beer later, and we're gonna um, <laughs> oh, we're gonna uh, we're we're gonna review some albums. Yes. I have a bone to pick with the world. Do you want to? But you want to pick my bone with the world because I never. Yeah, um, I mean. Okay. So two dudes picking bones. Yeah, two, two, two dudes picking bones. Because something happened, and so in this story, I'm actually going to I am actually going to refrain from mentioning any promoter, okay, and any band involved. All right. Because what I don't want to happen is anybody to par chance actually listen to this, and go search said promoter or search said band, and actually contribute <laughs> to right. the nonsense. I'm going to actually label this segment demons demonizing non-demons dot 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 and we're all going to hell okay so a mutual friend of ours plays in a band plays in a very a a very uh, locally successful band okay 
They're trapped? No. Right. I don't think so. Okay. Um <laughs> make it sure. But he's done um he's done good things for the uh the local scene. Played many, many, many a shows. A few of which myself and Anthony have attended. Mm-hmm. And so Long story short, just to get to a point, because like there's no sense describing the person who is going to re- rename, uh, be remain named, nameless. remain, thank you, there remain you nameless. Um, over the couple of weekends ago, an outdoor event actually took place. An outdoor event that included 20 bands and 300 people in attendance. It was outdoors. There was the opportunity to uh, camp at this event. Mm-hmm. So it was Saturday, Sunday. You could actually camp out overnight. Um, the promoter of said event, who runs a actually very successful club mm-hmm. out of the Rhode Island area, like they all, they, they put in a place um, sanitation, they put in the place uh, keep your distance. Uh, they required the mask bullshit mm-hmm. that, you know, everybody in the world is probably on their way to requiring. Mm-hmm. So the gripe that I have is that the bands that actually took place in this and some of the uh, more active members of these bands that took place in this have come under fire from the general public for one, a couple for for a few reasons. One, the whole safety protocol thing, mm-hmm. which everybody that was at the event the event actually reported that the staff was actually really diligent about no mosh pits, mm-hmm. uh, keeping everybody in a mask. Like, if you weren't with your own party and your own campsite, that, like, you know, like, like all of the security procedures you could possibly, like, imagine. Sure. You're talking 300-something <clears throat> people and a whole lot of volunteers. But... The part that really pisses me off is the people that are coming under fire is the 20 bands that actually participated in this event. Mm-hmm. Simply because they were part of an event that was actually allowed to happen. Right. They were a part of an event that the state allowed, the town allowed, mm-hmm. the local municipalities allowed. There was no issues reported mm-hmm. there was no injuries <clears throat> there was no no viruses transmitted i guess okay but the 20 something bands that were actually like involved are getting blacklisted by local promoters they're getting harassed by people that don't agree with the event did they go to the event? No. Then. No, no. Didn't go to the event. And, like, it's just... So so something happened to, like, our local community. <clears throat> like, I was actually, like, really excited about, like, our local, like, music scene. Mm-hmm. Because I thought, like, we all, like, actually, like, you know, supported each other. or was excited for everybody. And, like, we, all, we overall had a positive scene. Now, it's a hard scene to get into. Like, it you is. have to get into Especially that right click. Now. Mm-hmm. Once like you have to get into that click, but like mm-hmm. once you're in that click, I thought like you were you were fine, but like something like evil is like kind of like turned up like kind of a thing, and it's like how can you blacklist a band because like they 
played a show that was actually available and with the only like the only thought behind it is you're irresponsible for making the show possible right like what yeah i, I mean it's this is going back like biblical man this is like adam and eve like this <laughs> is like eve showing the apple it's like go ahead adam Bite the apple, bro. Bite the apple. Do it. Do it. Do it. So a musician whose only income in life, and I'm not going to get like super political on this one. I I promise. Promise, promise, promise. Like I'm not going to talk about like how like the Massachusetts economy is like an absolute fucking shit right now. (laughs) But the musician whose only income in life was actually entertaining people has the opportunity to actually go to a show and like entertain people and do it the right way and do it with like the certain, you know, the certain Mm -hmm. steps that are required via the municipalities and where it's not an issue with like the government. And still the outrage is it's irresponsible of you to have this show. And see, and that's the thing too, is obviously if, I mean, it, and it's the same for, for, you know, people going to work and stuff. I mean, everyone's taking precautions. And if you have a plan set to keep everyone safe, I mean, that, you know, and, it, and it's and it's waved through. And, you know, you have people who, who care enough to make it as comfortable for everybody. And the people who put it on are one thing, but there's also the people that go to the show. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's they're risking themselves, I guess, in 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 theory. So it's I don't think personally it should be the bands under fire. I think if anybody, not not that they should, devil's advocate here. If anyone's under fire, it would be the people who went to them. Am I right? Ish, yeah, absolutely. Because that'd be the same thing as if you had like a big gathering but- of a bunch of people. Like they're the one. Well. You know, I'll talk about that after. But it makes it makes it makes me actually think is like you know like and especially like with our quote unquote new normal, right? Which is my new favorite fucking term because like you know what the world sucks right now. Mm-hmm. But our quote unquote new normal, like me personally, no, I I did not go to the show. I was actually away. I didn't even know it happened until after. Like I was I was actually away. Like I was gone. I I <laughs> I traveled out of state, people. <laughs> no, it depends on the state. Right. Yeah. It was an exempt state, so yeah. I didn't have to um I didn't uh, have yeah. to quarantine when I came back. Yeah. But you know what? If I was home, I would have like one million percent gone to the show. Yeah. Why would I've gone to the show? Because there's twenty bands playing, and I <clears throat> miss live music like more than. something really important to me and it's it's one of those things it's not people aren't doing it like the the people or the bands that put on the show they're not doing it as like a rebel situation they're trying to find a way to do it correctly in the situation that we're and safely and the quote-unquote new normal situation that we're in we're just we're trying to find a way to to do all the stuff that we, you know what I mean, used to do. I mean, someone's got to do it, right? Someone's got to try to figure it out. We can't just right. not do it. You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be and, some experimentation involved. And it comes to my, it, it actually comes to, like, my mm. ultimate point. Like, the whole reason why, like, I wanted to, like, you know, 
scratch this itch is because in the quote-unquote new normal, and I'm doing quotations, I'm not videoing this today, there's quotation marks under my new normal. Um, one of the greatest freedoms that we've, we all have as like human beings is to be able to choose what we do with our free time. And it's one of those things that we've actually started to give up in the last three of the four months. Mm -hmm. I think we're on like 24 weeks. I think we're on 24 weeks of uh, restricted, like restrictions Mm -hmm. as far as, you know, like everything, like starting up, like kind of a thing. But like one of the Mm -hmm. things that we have always had as a human race is the ability to choose whether or not to partake in certain activities Mm -hmm. so to crucify a group of gentlemen more importantly a bunch of bands and band promoters Mm -hmm. that wanted to put on a show to crucify them saying that they're irresponsible my simple message is make the choice not to go you actually have that choice right now Mm mm-hmm it's actually more extreme than it's ever been like before right. because we've I've actually think we've knocked like local music attendance like on this show. And we've said, like, where the hell are the fans? Like, how can we put on this kick ass show? And like nobody like shows up for it. Mm-hmm. Well, now, guess what? More than ever, you actually have the choice whether or not to put yourself in a situation where you are going to enjoy something in a live music atmosphere with certain restrictions, certain policies etc in place or don't but what i'm tired of seeing is the world shitting on the people that are actually trying to move on with their lives with some normalcy right yeah but and and to kind of follow up the the uh, show that we just talked about with trapped and all them like there were thousands of people there they right. didn't do the mask thing, and that's one. It's actually they did the mosh pitting thing, and they're under fire. Like they're like they oh, yeah, like I people assume. feel people feel that they they were irresponsible like for like that, putting that is what you I mean in, in all senses would be the quote unquote irresponsible because there were no precautions taken. And the event that I'm that I'm speaking of like per, like personally like there's 300 people in attendance. There was enough staff. Like it was wide enough open. Like you know what. Like, Smash Mouth is, like, a whole nother monster. Like, thousands of people are going to show up for this. Exactly. Like, guess what? If 500 people decide the mosh pit, guess what 50 security guards are going to be able to do about it? 0.0 right. zero nothing without causing violence and more of that non-social distancing mm-hmm. that everybody's mm-hmm. like. But what I hate to see is the, the, the local music community shitting on themselves, pretty much. Right. Like, everybody throwing each other under the bus. Mm-hmm. Because it it just it pains me. It hurts me. It like it, it sucks. And like I've actually like become like invested in searching out like these comment threads mm-hmm. and like li- like w- like listening to like this. It, and it's like one of those things. Like you 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 find the right thread. There will be like four hundred comments on it. And it's like that's four hundred people that would never want to see it like one of my own shows. Mm-hmm. Because how can you be so close-minded? Well, it's I think it's it's almost it's like a weird like reputation, and I want to use the term like that high school thing where like you got the people who are like this or the people who are like this, 
and like it's a popularity contest. You know what I mean? Right. Like you don't want to be the one that kind of endorses it because you're gonna think, oh, what will they think of me then? You know what I mean? Like, and that's right. that's and how it's got this line. It's like the and right. And you of have the those left. comments too. It's like, oh, dude. Well, my band is like purposely like not to, like not done any shows because like we're like responsible and like it's like, bro, we need to hold on to the ability to make choices in our own personal lives, right. and it's more important than ever. That you actually have the choice, even more so now. You have the choice right now to go to work or not go to work. And guess what? Nobody is pushing back on you right now. If you say, I'm not going to work because I don't feel safe, guess what? You get to stay home. They're going to give you a severance package Mm -hmm. and a fucking little bonus. But the importance is we have the choice. We have the choice as musicians. We have the choice as the fans of the music, mm-hmm. whether or not we are going to participate. Right. I will never throw any musician in the world under the bus that is trying to do something right now. Right. One, because we need it. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, like I was, I was shelled up in my house long enough to know <laughs> that I need some mother effing entertainment in mm-hmm. my life mm-hmm. there's two things i love more than probably a lot of things and it's music and sports and both of those are like taken away <laughs> that's true it's true but now that there's like some s- resemblance of them being back like it's so exciting so mm-hmm. no we sure. need the ability to actually if you're a musician to put out the product if you choose to put out the product, awesome. If you choose the live stream, live st- live stream, excuse live me. Live stream. Awesome. If you choose to step away for personal reasons or you don't th- you don't feel like it's your proper time, respectable. Mm-hmm. No problem. Exactly. No, 100%. But what I don't need from the fans right. is if I choose to go to the show, Fuck yeah. If I choose to watch her live stream, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. If I choose to shit on all the people that are putting that content out for the people to enjoy, fuck you. Right. I agree. Because, like, this stuff doesn't just stop with, like, with the COVID crap. Like these these guys start getting personal. It's like, well, you're you're this kind of band. You're this kind of music. You're this. You're this. You're this. It gets like it gets evil. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The community doesn't need you. No, it's not the not. metal community. We've actually, I think we have, we have scientific proof that the metal community is stronger than petty bullshit. Mm-hmm. And it pisses me off, like when bands are getting like thrown under the bus because they're trying to do what they love in the way that they're. They're allowed to do it, mm-hmm. and it just it makes me fucking crazy. No, so okay. like all the like all those steps that I like listed before. L- listen, the important thing is you have the ability to choose. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to go, don't go. If you don't think it's safe to go, don't go. If you think you can go safely, please go. Right. <clears throat> because we all need that. We need normal. Yep. This new normal. 
And I'm doing the quotations <laughs> again. Yeah, the quotations are up here. This new normal, guys, is what you dictate it to be. Right. And if it's going to be this bitter, evil, and forgive me for saying it, millennial, millennial. small-minded bullshit, like, it's going to be a long road back mm -hmm. to a real normal. That's true. So, please, let's make the new normal where we actually celebrate our ability to choose and do what we feel is right for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because the show that was in question, I can guarantee you, if I was in the state, I would have been there. Yeah. And I probably would have been one of the ones that they asked to stop trying to mosh pit. <laughs> yep. That sounds about right. Which I gladly would have. You're right. You're, You're right. right. You're right. I understand. Just it just makes me crazy, it would and the the, the, fa the like and the fact that like it's like people that like I know and I respect are like in the crossfires mm -hmm. of this, and they attempted to like defend themselves, and you know, it, I I just hate chuckleheads. I hate it. I hate it. Hate it. Hate well, it. Hate like, it. Like I've said, uh, unfortunately, we live in a society. I mean, I can't say it's unfortunate, but I mean, opinions are are a thing. And the thing is, you just got to kind of, I mean, no matter what you do, regardless of what it is, you're always going to have a good and a negative side to it. It's it's, it's, un, it's unavoidable. So you're just going to kind of have to take it with stride, essentially. It's like the new, no, the new normal, the quotes again. Quotes. Yep, the quotes again. Just needs a little mm. bit of common sense. Yep. No, I agree. Do what you feel is appropriate for you and leave everybody else alone. Mm-hmm. Like, my God, would we be such a peaceful people mm -hmm. if we just followed that really simple fact? But no. Yep. No. Unfortunately. No. You suck, you suck, you suck, and flip the birds all over the place. A lot of birds. Releasing doves. So that was an itch that I wanted to scratch. I was going to uh, I was going to blog, but nobody reads my blog anyway. So I was going to <laughs> – even if I did right. blog it, I was going to talk about it here. I say we really fail. Is what it is. I see the numbers. <laughs> I know who you are. I know what I said. All right, should we review some music now? Totally. Heavy metal over a six pack. Smashed banana album review. Uh, Where do you want to start? Uh, I guess I'll go first. I'll do my. So I have a few singles, but I'll go over my one album before we touch. I say do your album. I'll do my album. Yeah, then you and can then do I'll, singles. I'll flop and around then, with the singles. Yeah. Um, so I've actually, I mean, I, I mean, technically we, we, we've seen them a few times and we followed them essentially for a, a few of their releases, um, over the past six years, roughly. Um, the band I'm referring to is the mighty avatar. Um, and they have released their newest album, uh, the, what is known as hunter gatherer. Um, I know they released a few singles, uh, silence in the age of apes. Uh, Colossus and I believe the God of Sick Dreams were the three singles that were released. Um, so the cool thing that I love about these guys is they always have a theme. Every album has a theme. You had Hail the Apocalypse, obviously being an apocalypse kind of deal. Um, technically, the Black Waltz in Hail the Apocalypse, they did the kind of like circusy theme behind it. You had Feathers and Flesh, which is based off like a book kind of thing with the, the owl and the eagle and the night and day. 
that was actually a concept album. And then you had Avatar Country, which is that weird medieval, like, king and country kind of deal. That album is just weird. Uh, and then the hunter-gatherer, and it's not set in stone, but as from a personal side of things, and the name hunter-gatherer, and some of the um, album, I'm sorry, song titles, it almost feels like they did kind of like a Stone Age, kind of like Back to the Roots. And it shows a little bit in the, the instrumental and just the, the way the songs are written. And it's, it's very simplified, it's very raw. It's like fast, kind of like hammer and anvil kind of deal. And, and I mean, it's good. It's it's definitely heavier than the last album. And it's going to translate so nicely live. Yeah, it always does. And it's it's not as technical as a lot of their other stuff. It's very just like smash, smash kind of deal. Um, uh, Silence of the Age of Apes was one of the heavier ones. You had uh, Colossus, which was very kind of slipknotty, very riffy, and actually kind of on the slower end of things. Uh, A Secret Door. Now, a fun fact about this song is they had the mighty motherfucking Corey Taylor in this album, but he does not sing. He does not scream, but they enlisted his whistling at the beginning of the the song and that's it <laughs> maybe that's how they could afford i don't i don't know the the actual fact behind it but he, does, but he was there he was he was there maybe maybe he sent it to him who knows yep <laughs> mfct was there um but overall i mean it's the, the thing with these guys is i never have expectations for them because they've always just kind of done whatever the fuck they want. Like, they always have a different... It's never going to be the same in every album. And I've accepted that. So, coming into this one, I was like, okay. More kind of anticipated on what direction they're going to go. Not if it's going to sound the same. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Overall, I mean, the album's great. It's definitely a headbanger. It's, It's very quick. Very, like I said, hammer and anvil, like smash, kind of like a lot of like thrashiness to it. Um, one of the ones that stands out is the song Child, which is almost like a weird nursery rhyme. And he sings like in this weird, like kind of catchy tone. And then it just gets angry for a little while. Um, but I mean, overall, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I can't say it's my favorite album by any means. But definitely, I've definitely grabbed a few songs. And enjoyed most of it, and it's they've all they're always an experience. Like this is, and these are albums that you just kind of listen through, and you just take it in for what it is. I actually wonder if this is like like a response to like Avatar Country because I I would be willing to bet that if you were discovering Avatar for like the first time, like Avatar Country, like <laughs> may have like, what a the fuck? smidge weird for you. Yeah, agreed. It's like, like, what are these guys doing? Like, you have, like, the weird monologues and, like, mm-hmm. the whatnot. It's like, well, you have to understand, like, what they're trying to do. Like, Avatar Country was, uh, like, a, a French Yeah, like, the medieval kind of or thing. Something. Yeah. Like, well, it's king-related, because every song has the word king in it. But it's, like, one of those things. It's like, maybe this is, like, redemption, because, like, if you go back, like, like Hail the Apocalypse, so like, like, 14... Is like so like, iconic, so angry, and, and and just 
So I, I just wonder, like maybe maybe they're maybe they're uh, playing the crowd a little bit, but it's very possible. It's definitely definitely a cool album. Yeah, 100%. I love it. Avatar is so good. I mean, even live, live they're oh, phenomenal. They're so good. They're very what's the word? Theatrical. I told somebody like even if you don't like the music, you should just see them live. Yeah, hundred percent. Because guess what? You'll enjoy it. Oh yeah. If you walk away from an Avatar show and you didn't enjoy it, <laughs> I'll buy your ticket for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, if I had to give it uh, a, a six kind of rating, I would I would go with I'd give it a five because it's it's Avatar. It's it's exactly what I expected them to do, and it's to literally make something unexpected. Solid number. I'm gonna go with it. Solid number. Yeah. Solid. All right, I'll do one. Are you gonna? Do you give a little bit of lamb action there, buddy? I am. I would like to talk about the uh, 2020 release of <clears throat> Lamb of God. The self-titled album Lamb of God. And without the mighty Chris Adler. Without Chris Adler. Without, without Chris Adler, which we'll, t- we'll touch on this. We'll touch on this as well. There's a lot of changes in this album, obviously. Like like Mr. Anthony mentioned, uh, Chris Adler is no longer no no longer a part. Cruise, some art art cruise, right? Is that right? Right, indeed. Something like that. Uh, I would have to be reminded. Did he come from somewhere? He did. The band I do not remember. Anthony will do some googling while I ramble. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> sure. So buddy. you have a new drummer. Um, you still have Mark Morton. You still have Randy Blythe. Winds of Plague, Prong, and whatever the hell, Clark and the Rasmuses. Oh, you're from Prong? Yeah. That's cool. I think that was the popular one. Winds of Plague is fairly there, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Prong, Prong was big, like, back mm-hmm. in, like, 94. Um, <laughs> 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 much. 88. Oh, no, that's our cruise. Never mind. I clicked on. So... 10-track album, self-titled, the self-titled album. This is their, I don't even know how many releases they have. I'm, I'm looking through it. They have a whole bunch of releases. They finally decided to come out with like the uh, the uh, the self-titled release. Um, so here are the differences. So obviously we, talk, we talked about the drummer. The drummer, I feel like, in this album was actually like masked pretty well. Like he did well. Well, it's funny because, and a quick side note about Chris Adler, he actually pointed out that he knew that Lamb of God was left in good hands with Mr. Cruz. Right. And so he, he did, was like, he um he didn't disappoint. One of the notable changes about this album is actually Randy Blythe. Randy Blythe is an, an iconic metal voice. Like. If you go back to Lay the Rest, you go back to Walk With Me in Hell, like Randy Blythe is like has like a tone that if you mimic Randy Blythe, you're going to be forever known as the guy who mimicked mm-hmm. Randy, Randy Blythe. Yep, like Randy Blythe actually created like a tone. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different in this album. Now, he already brought out like the clean vocals and the monologues and like whatnot in like prior albums. Uh, I think it was 12 or whatever that Roman numeral is yeah. that they, they came out with. 14, I think. 14, thank you. Um, <clears throat> so he already brought out, like, the monologue vocals and, like, whatnot. And 
It's still Randy Blythe, but it's like less Randy Blythe than Randy Blythe, if that makes any sense at all. 12, you were right. I'm sorry. No, 7. <laughs> Even better. Get my, my bunch of, a bunch of random here. letters that somehow make a number. Mm -hmm. I like it. Now, I say all these con I say all this commentary like do do I disapprove of Randy Blythe? No. Randy Blythe is iconic. Randy Blythe is the man. I actually I actually idolize Randy Blythe. Like 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 pretty hard. Like he might be he might be higher than Corey Taylor for me. Wow. Okay. I don't talk about him a lot, but like maybe I respect him more. <clears throat> like kind okay. of a thing because like I just expect greatness from him. But <clears throat> Let's Very talk about the album. The, <laughs> so, the album itself. So, Memento Mori, I believe, is like probably one of the most popular releases that came off this album. It's like one of their most played. It's like if you look up Spotify, it's going to be on their top five like right now. Like I think it's actually literally right under Laid to Rest is Memento Mori. Memento Mori actually has like this cool like monologue. And the only thing I could think of like when I heard the song was what is this going to look like live? I'm going to be sitting in a pit. The lights are going to be off. It's going to be like all solemn. It's going to be all like quiet. He is going to start talking. We're all going to start getting all fucking jittery. And then about minute and 40 seconds in, it just kicks you in the nuts. And it's just, it's heavy. It's fast. It's great. It's cool. It's awesome. <laughs> And get your big words out there. And you know what? I, I appreciate songs like that because like it it, it actually like <clears throat> plays like like all of your emotions. It's like, oh, it's like soft, it's pretty, it's like, oh, this is nice, this is nice, this is nice, this is angry, this is mad, this is fast, this is crazy. <laughs> Wait a minute. And like So Memento Mori was a perfect opener for this album. Um Checkmate, fine, good, fabulous. Gears, okay, cool. Reality bath. Yeah, not bad. New Colossal Hate is amazing. Because what New Colossal Hate does, it takes all of like the new Lamb of God tricks and it takes all of the old Lamb of God breakdown tricks and it meshes it in like so if you take new Lamb of God tricks and old Lamb of God tricks and like they were like a man and a woman and they <clears throat> fucked and they had a baby, this is pretty much what New Colossal <laughs> Hate is. And the thing that, like, caught me about this album is, like, this is going to translate live. It's going to be amazing live. Yeah. It's amazing sounding, like, recorded. It's going to be a, even better live. Because these guys are going to fucking nail it live, like, when they play it. Now that's actually playing. Like, I actually remember, like, Checkmate is, like, like it's, like, weird and wonky and, like, jazzy, like, yeah, to begin, to begin with. But, like, it, like... <clears throat> it, it does this thing now <clears throat> there are a couple of um jamie josta yep. does yes a cameo in a song it's called uh poison dream and it's completely obvious it's jamie josta he has like a 30 second like little rip set rip session it's longer than most songs but that's fine on it um it's fine it's like, you know, cool song, cool song, cool song. James Jassa chimes in. Cool song, cool song, cool song. <laughs> he doesn't make it less cool. He doesn't make it more cool. You know, it's just another like layer. whatever. Layer to the cake. What's interesting is, <clears throat> and maybe Anthony would be willing to, or unless he knows, who Chuck Billy is. Chuck Billy? 
don't know who that is. I probably should know who it is also. I probably do know who it is. He's a vocalist to Testament. He was actually in... Testament. Yep. That's... Thank you. Oh, what the hell? This is a... band that had a minute. So, the song is called Roots, featuring Chuck Billy. This is a cool collab. Because it's a little bit off of, like, Lamb of God. And Testament makes a whole lot of sense like that, that you actually reminded me that, like, that's where that name came from. Like, it makes a whole lot of sense because there is actually some heavy Testament influence in the song if you actually listen to it. Killswitch Engaged. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. He was in that album, too. I remember we talked about him before in, a, in Atonement, the most recent one. And it's a cool, like, little, like off pace like gets away from like what the rest of the album is like doing kind of a thing and i actually think like if you listen to satellite radio like if you listen to sirius xm or like whatnot um roots is actually going to be playing right now featuring chuck billy and rightfully so it's a cool song like it's 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 so neat so <clears throat> overall to wrap this up put a bow on it and not to uh, ramble on over <clears throat> like more than i have to I love this album. It's great. They didn't lose a step by losing Chris Adler, mm -hmm. but they also they changed just enough where they're showing like a little bit of evolution. Like I said, I think Randy Blythe. I think his tone is changing. He's getting old, and it man. happens. Like you know, you, you. I mean, Christ, you've been in the music business for like 10, 15 years now. You know, recording if not to longer. According to Wiki, and which can or cannot be a true statement, it is said that Randy Blythe is actually more in the punk rock than metal and does not consider himself a metalhead. Well. That's weird, but okay. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, it's, it's like being like an icon of metal. That's a. Uh, that's, right, uh, you know. This album is like. This is one you can actually start from track one. You can go all the way to track 10. You're not going to be disappointed with like any of the tracks, which is very important. Like if you're going to go like start to finish, like if you can't listen to at least 80% of the album and be satisfied with it, it's a bad album. This album is not a bad album. I love this album. I love the sound. I love what they did. Jamie Jasta, thank you for participating. <laughs> you get a trophy. Mucho gracias. Participation and, award. I don't know. Maybe it's just like my thing with like against hate breed. Like I just like <laughs> laugh at hate breed. But uh, dear. out of six, I would give this album. This is a five out of six for Mark. Mark Goss. Okay. Okay. We're both both hitting that five number. And that's a huge score <clears throat> because I'm a picky bastard. He's not wrong. Rightfully He's so. Not wrong. Rightfully so. A couple singles you want to talk about? I do. I have nothing else to say about Lamb of God. Good. Unless you want me to talk about how much greater they are. That's fine. We can blog that later. Sweet. Uh, a few of the singles I want to grab, and actually I want to finish off with one that Marcus can also atone to from a band that you wouldn't expect to be on Heavy Metal over a six-pack. He knows what it is. Anyway. Only for you close-minded individuals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Breaking Benjamin, I know they released their last, well, the most recent one called Aurora, 
which is essentially just kind of other versions of songs they've done with other people. Makes sense. Like, you know, we had Red Cold River with Spencer Chamberlain. They had Dance with the Devil with Adam Gontier. Dear Agony with Lacey Sturm. Whatnot. So... What's so called the Aurora version? It's just a softer version of the regular version. Oh, I wonder just, if this is what Octane's been pushing. Maybe it's just more kind of acoustic-y. Like, I thought it was like an acoustic live show. So the like... thing that bothers me, and I know I'm sidetracking here, about this album is if you take a failure, right? The quote-unquote Aurora version, and you listen to it. It's like kind of like acoustic-y, but the double kicks and triple kicks are still there. So it just sounds weird. It's very... Weird. Whatever, it's, it's not, not the point. I hate to put you on the spot, but I'm going to ask because you brought this album up. What does Red have to do with the failure version of... I would assume they're either in it. I don't, I don't know 100%. Because that's a neat collab. Yeah. Like, that's interesting. Red and... I didn't even notice it, though, which is a weird thing. It just happens to be right here on Spotify, yeah. and I could click on it, and I click on it, and it went to Red. Unless someone's in it, I don't know. All right, I haven't noticed anything different. I've never, I haven't actually analyzed it, so I don't hundred percent know. But the single in which I would like to kind of discuss a little bit. Uh, so I'll kind of backtrack here. Uh, Bad Wolves released a song off their album. If I am correct, is called. Disobey, which was technically their first full release. Uh, they released a song called Hear Me Now with a artist known as, and I'm probably going to say this wrong, but I'm going to say it like an American with an English language, as Diamante, which is probably not right. Anyway, mind you, that song's fantastic. Uh, her vocals are really good. Uh, she also does some single stuff as well. So evidently, Mr. Benjamin decided he wanted to continue his collaboration with other people. And they released a single originally by the Goo Goo Dolls, if I'm correct, uh, called Iris. And they do a, <clears throat> excuse me, a version. Uh, he does it with Diamante of Iris. Um, it's it's a little rockier. It's not heavy by any means, but it's 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 actually it's actually really good. Um, they do like the kind of duetness, and they kind of swap. Um, you know, lyrics here and there and, and, and spots. Um, but overall, I think it's a very good cover. Um, yeah, check it out. It's neat. It's nifty. This is like every... Every school dance ever? Pretty much. <laughs> like, starting from 1995. Till <laughs> yep, pretty much. Um... That was one of the singles. Uh, another one I would like to talk about a little bit. Uh, soil. Don't want the world to save me. See me. See me. I don't think they'll understand. Uh, she's got a cool voice, so it, I think it's neat. It's a good... It's raspy and pretty. Yeah, like it works well together with, with Ben. Uh, the, the new single, uh, other single I want to talk about, um, by Soil Work, which is weird because actually we talked about their uh, most recent album... Few few episodes ago, uh, Verk 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 Light Lighten maybe, sorta. Uh, Verk <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, put the you, you gotta the put phlegm. Some, yeah, the you phlegm. Gotta phlegm it up. <laughs> uh, the song is called 
Death Diviner. Um, I've noticed that even with the last album, the guitar work's been very pretty, which is not something that Sorrel Works ever been known for. I mean, given the fact that you have quote speed quote Bjorn for the lead singer, so I mean his love of speed metal wouldn't really re reflect that. But they've done the last album and this one, they've done a lot of like kind of nifty cleaner riffs kind of making it almost on I don't I don't want to dare say but the kind of progressive level you know what I mean because you know the progressive yeah. rock has that kind of like weird yeah thing. I can see that so it's it's kind of a neat mixture um although the main quote-unquote riff and this album is very very distinct to a maybe sort of band that's been not making music for 17 years. <clears throat> Tool. <clears throat> but it's very close. Very close to a riff that was released very recently. Um, but overall, the song, it's its its catchy, it's good, it's, it's very soil work. And of course, as soil work style, it breaks at one point, has a lot of double bass, and goes into super thrash metal at some point, like it always does. Overall, a, a good single. Weird because it's such a close release for their last album. Because they released their last album in 2019. Oh, sorry. I was like, I was actually listening to this in the background. Like, I actually thought there was like a female track there. But no, that's just him hitting yeah. notes. Oh, yeah. He can sing. He's got some. Oh, of course. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. Uh, overall, a great great single. Definitely, definitely one to check out. Um, yeah, May twenty May twenty ninth of twenty twenty. Their last album came out in twenty nineteen. Uh, the <laughs> and they uh, been consistent. Twenty sixteen, twenty fifteen. I think sixteen was a live album. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, nope. I'm sorry. They, nope. No? Nope. They're, nope. Just, they're just pretty quick on nope, the releases. Just, huh? just yep. Just making music and loving life. <laughs> Uh, the last single I want to talk about is actually a band that, that we've kind of sort of featured uh, on a album, on an episode quite a while ago. It was the last year, right? Roughly? It's been a little bit. Right? Probably. Uh, the band <laughs> I am referring to is In Depths. And I can't say that very well. But In Depths. Yeah. You did yeah. well. I'm proud of you. Uh, so the release is called, oddly enough, Chemical Release. It came out in May. Uh, 2020. Now, the kind of neat thing is when we originally spoke to these guys, well, not really spoke directly to them, it was over an email. They emailed us. And kind of question-answer kind of deal. So their album Devil in the Deep, which came out in 2018, had a different lead singer, if I'm correct. So the one, the individual who was we were speaking with was the new lead singer, and he wanted to make sure that he talked a lot about trying to kind of keep everything similar an homage to the old singer, so it all kind of flowed in a similar manner. Um, and honestly, I, I feel that he plays the part. If I didn't know any different, I wouldn't notice a different in the lead singer at all. Um, the thing I love about these guys is they're heavy as shit. Like, the, the, it's, it's not overly complicated at all. It's quite satisfying. But it's so just heavy and, like, girthy 
and it just it just makes you like really like headbang. It's 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 they're they're great. Um, but the new song, I mean, it fits in with the other stuff. It's still got that heavy grittiness. The breakdown's awesome. Um, the vocals are just as angry and, and gritty as, as before. Uh, I, I noticed he doesn't hit as low as the original singer. It could be, obviously, just the direction they're going with it. I can't, obviously, say that differently. But overall, I think it's a great song. Um, and I think it's it would be I'm excited if they do a full release soon. So that'd be cool. I worked up some courage, courage so... You're going to do it? You're going to do it? Yeah, I'll do it. boy. I'll do it. Because, okay, let's, so... Let's murder some Black Dahlias. So... What the fuck that means? I would like to uh, apologize to the uh, the heavy metal world, and especially those of you that are uh, huge fans of the uh, Black Dahlia mur- murder. And the reason why I'm going to apologize is, you know what? I wrote these guys off. Like, I actually saw these guys, like, early, early, early in their in their, in their their life. Like I believe it was oh three oh four maybe the like Black Dahlia murder, and we don't have to necessarily fact check that. It was some it was somewhere in that vicinity. I mean I can even do like a quick scroll right down the Spotify. It was yeah it was somewhere in that ballpark. Um, my first experience with, with these guys, I think I actually had them on like a mixed tape, quote unquote mixed CD tape. of uh, like a local bazooka like track kind of a thing and the song that they put on it kind of blew okay like it wasn't exciting to me like like whatever but what i what i discovered was in 2020 they came out with this uh this um album called verminous Mm -hmm. and so it leads off with the track verminous it is a 10 track album if you want to count the uh, A Woman in a Dark Chrysalis, which is an interlude for the 10th uh, song. So it's technically a nine-track album. So what I what I realized from the Black Dahlia murder is, God damn, did these, did these boys grow up? And they, they grew up and blossomed into something pretty, melodic, and devastatingly heavy. The the solos are well thought out. They're well placed. The vocals the vocals are what they are. You're gonna get what you get when you get when you get Black Dahlia murder vocals. Like it's you know it's it's high pitched. It's scratchy. It's screamy. It's it's cool. It's metal. It's metal. Um, Very iconic. Right. It's. It's one of those like vocals like it's not mm-hmm. like it's not been done before, but at the same time it's like you know what it's consistent, it's clean, it's 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 good. But the instrumental, my God, I am so sorry, guys. I have underestimated the Black Dahlia murder like my whole life because I mm-hmm. wrote them off like back in 03, 04, like whenever that CD came out. But this is amazing. Like their guitarists are fantastic. The drum is very good too. And, and I um, did the research, and unfortunately, I mean, I'm, like, way behind, evidently. Uh, Shannon is obviously no longer the drummer. They, I think he was out in, like, 2016. They've had Alan Cassidy since then. And, I mean, the man still fills the bill, for sure. But the drums, Black Dolly, I've always listened to for the drum aspect, because they're just fucking bananas. Like, 
this album actually opened my eyes and like it actually made like maybe like look like further into like their catalogs and like whatnot so with, with that being said like if you catch my attention that's kudos <laughs> let's be fair i listen to so much fucking music mm -hmm. so much music like people ask me like what's this song by i have no idea <laughs> yep you know i because it sounds like 800 other bands that I listen to, but like I listen to so much music and so much entries and like, like I actually have to like go out of my way to like find new stuff though. Mm -hmm. Like you have to like actually like go seek it out, like kind of a thing. And like, I just like stumble over this. It's like, it's like, Oh, the black Dahlia murder put out another album. Oh, let me go like have a chuckle at this one. And like, I start playing. I'm like, huh? <laughs> wow. Hello. I was like, wait, what band is this? <laughs> what? What? Like these boys are grown up, man. This is like big time. This is like if you take In Flames, Amon Amarth, and I need somebody faster. I need a thrash band. I guess. The White Chapel? Sure. We'll do that. White Chapel. You blend them all together. They all fuck a bunch, and they have a baby. <laughs> a lot of fucking tonight. A lot this of fucking. <laughs> this is like the Black Dahlia murder. You know what? It's great. It's technical. It's awesome. It brings me back to like my old school like Swede days. I don't know if these guys are Swedish or not. I'm not so. even gonna look it up right now. I don't believe that. Doesn't even fucking matter. Um, this is another five. This is it's a great Michigan. album. This is a great, great, great album. And this is another start to finisher. I actually mowed my whole lawn to this to this <laughs> album. Probably really fast, huh? I did. It, like like I was done in like record time. Like <laughs> I think this is like. I don't know. It's like 48 minutes or something. This album is. Yeah. I was done in 42, and I have a lot of lawn <laughs> That's funny. and a lot of weird corners that I have to navigate. I must say, I do enjoy. They have a song f from a while back, the Nocturnal, I think, called uh, "What a Horrible Night to Have a Curse." And if anyone doesn't, and I'm assuming it's a reference, but if you've never played Castlevania 2, you'll know that reference. What a what a bad bad game. Bad but it's game. this is it's so good. It's so good. And like you know, it actually taught me a life lesson. Like never judge a book by its cover. Or it's that's... first song. <laughs> or maybe it's second song. Uh, it's or maybe the song that somebody spoon feeds to you. Like you have to like mm -hmm. look further into that. But these guys are great. I've always enjoyed them. So what uh, what actually is going to happen is I'm actually going to start following the career of the Black Dahlia Murders guitarists. I'm going to be upset when they don't get like rewards because you know <laughs> we're not going to get rewards. Oh yeah, we don't. Haley Williams talked about that. Unless you're from like Iron Maiden or you know like whatever. Or you're dead. Usually or you're dead. But these guys are awesome, and you know what? If you see these guys on tour, it's going to be a brutal ass tour. Like it's going to be heavy as fuck. If you if block if Black Dahlia murder you know what maybe that's actually the thing like why I've like been so like, disconnected I'm not a huge death metal guy not huge and I think for whatever reason these guys actually get associated with that scene like kind of a thing like their openers are gonna be like crazy psychopaths mm -hmm. not knocking the crazy psychopaths but I'm just saying like that's like kind of the thing and I just don't run into those tours as often but these guys are legit. They're good, they're awesome, they're heavy, they're melodic, and they're pretty. And I dig all of that, especially like all in a tight little bundle. Five out of six. Beautiful. Well played, sir. What else do we have tonight? Do we... we have one more. 
Sweet. Single to discuss. Let's do it. Which was released. Oh, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Five days ago? Six days ago, maybe? Ish. Ish. Uh, but I believe that the... Someone went down to Georgia, right? So there was a single release by a Rest in peace, by super the way, heavy metal band known as. <laughs> what happens when you give twenty five cents? And it's only twenty cents. You want to change for your quarter? Yeah. If I had a nickel, if I had a nickel for any time, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I would have uh, a shit ton of nickels. Nickel, yeah. Nickelback has released a single, and it is a cover of "The Devil Went Down to Georgia." Um, now, a lot of the crazy guitar work is done by Dave Martone, who is a Canadian fusion guitarist and record producer based out of Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. Um, fun fact, uh, a kid I used to work with, um, he's now a representative for Guitar Center, um, plays guitar and whatnot. One of his guitar teachers is actually this guy. Fun fact. Holy he, shit. he knows him. Um, that's a side note. But they released the uh, the song and the devil went down to Georgia. No, hold on. Cl- just to clarify, mm-hmm. not a normal member of Nickelback, or no. is a normal? Member? No. Okay. Different. Uh, so they they contracted out. Yeah, essentially. For these riffs. Correct. Oh. Well, for the the soloy stuff, yes. That's fine though. It's like it's. Hmm. Well, it's fine, but it's not fine. But it's that's cool. Uh, this so is such a cool song, though. It is. So they actually re- removed the fiddle and replaced it with a guitar. Yep. Essentially. Uh, they also removed every chorus. <laughs> yes, they did. Uh, so essentially, it's... it's. I mean, for being a Nickelback song, it's pretty heavy, right? Would you agree? Yeah. You yeah. have these blistering guitar solos, you know, obviously with the back and forth in the devil. And he uses the F word. He definitely says the F word. Um, I'm not going to get into it. I, I would like to Show do, you. I would like to do an episode with Dave where we discuss Nickelback. I think it'd be interesting. Right, we're gonna, but we won't get into that right now. Like our Dave? Yeah. Okay. No, Dave. Is he a big, is he a big fan? Yeah. He's in the same boat as me with, with Nickelback. Um, but overall, I think this is a really good cover. All right, so you and Dave are going to come out of the closet. Yes. For an episode. Uh-huh. Correct. We'll call that. That's what we'll call it. We'll call whatever. it, like, episode whatever number, coming out of the closet. Yeah. Nickelback. I've never held it back. <laughs> uh, but overall, like I said, very well done. Oh, it's so great. Very unexpected, and but very well done. It came shortly after the, uh, the, corn, the corn one, right? Which... The corn one was like it was good, but it was like they took out all the technical aspect of it, and just kind of like did like random like atmospheric noises, and of course this is all coming up. I actually like the original song, like the devil went down mm-hmm. to Georgia, like Charlie Daniels. Mm-hmm. I hope I got the name right. Did I just stroke out again? No, that's you stroke out again. No, <laughs> no, it's Charlie Daniels, right? But the actual original is fantastic, and the fact that that man is no longer with us, yes, Charlie he Daniels. might be now on my top five lists of people I have never seen live. Charlie Daniels? I just feel like that would be a good time. I just want to see like a whole bunch of people like working some fiddle. That's fair. But, no, this, the, uh, 
the Nickelback thing was like completely never saw this happening. Nope. Never. Like it was like one of those things. Like it actually got like kind of slipped out like to like the radio programs. It's like oh Nickelback's up to something, and they're all like oh. And then like it came out. It's like oh. <laughs> oh 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 wait. My. It's like wait what? Oh my. What? <laughs> huh? Who? What? What do you mean we have to? Like take out a swear word. What? What? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> we can't put that in XLO. Hmm. Straight I in. would actually make a prediction. Like, if there is actually rock stations out there, that will probably be the number one played radio song. Probably from like so it's August right now. So like August to December, that'll probably be the number one radio played in rock stations. Now you guys would have to like confirm that for me because we don't have a rock station right <laughs> no, anymore we do in not. Boston. Apparently there's like some ninety two seven or I, I I don't even fucking know. It doesn't even matter. We're in like fucking desolate wasteland of like rock stations. <laughs> we got one, sorta, of, kinda. You no know you fuckers should do is like go to our Patreon and start contributing. That way we can play music for yeah, you. Yeah, there you go. And we'll tell you what to listen to and you can <laughs> just listen to it on repeat. And you're gonna like it. Or you can skip. It'll be fine. You can skip. It'll be great. I think. Yeah, you can skip for days. That was a good one, though. So good. Yeah. I so agree. good. I actually, because I actually would have thought we would be talking about the corn one, but no, Nickelback like, comes into like trumps, trumps all that. It's like, no, my, our cover is like, way better. Surprise, like, motherfucker. And we're like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right, pretty Anthony. Much it. Should we do some beer? I got a beer for us to try, bud. Alrighty. I brought it back from Maine. It's cool. It's sexy. We'll take a quick pause and we'll be back with a beer. It's time to grab another beer and enter the battle. This is the heavy metal over a six-pack beer review. All right, so for today's beer review, I went all the way up to Maine. <laughs> and I stayed at this hotel that was uh, by a beach. And like most of them. It, um, it turns out that this hotel was also by this brewery. Which I've been well this brewery before, but like it was like kind of like on the way home from Portland, so I never like put like the two together because Portland's like way up there mm. versus like where I was staying, and it was like, oh, this is only like literally like three quarters of a mile away from you right now. I'm like, we should fucking go. Absolutely. So I went. <clears throat> this is the uh, Hidden Cove Brewery. I've heard of Hidden Cove. These guys are out of Wells, Maine. Um. I think I feel like I've talked about Hidden Cove before. We've, I think uh, we've done. Connie has brought home the jalapeno beer. Okay. That she's like a huge fan of. I think she made you swallow at least a somewhat sip of that. I think so. So what I brought home for us today is called uh, Bounty. This is a raspberry that golden. Says, that definitely says booty. I'm sorry, booty. <laughs> this is like, wait a minute. <sighs> I'm so sorry. Don't, don't, Hidden don't Cove Brewing this Company. This is booty. Oh Raspberry Golden Ale. Now, why I thought this was important is we've been like really pounding the IPAs like pretty hard, and I tried to do a summer ale and that sucked. Yep. So, this is actually light. It's refreshing, and me and Anthony are gonna drink it. We're gonna <laughs> we sure are, buddy. Hopefully, enjoy it, and we'll give you like our thoughts on it. So, sir, cheers. Huh. This is actually a relatively light one. This is a 5% yeah. alcohol by volume. It's actually on the IBU scale. This is only a 5. 
Now, the IBU, the IBU scale is an interesting thing to me because <laughs> I feel like it actually depends on, like, the actual brewery itself. Yeah. Like, it depends, like, like what's your lightest versus, like, what's your worst, like, kind of thing. Because five is a definite, definite crushable beer. Mm-hmm. Like, super crushable. Right. But. The raspberry is there. But it's not, like, it's not no, 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 killer. It's, no, it's. little bit of, like it's got like that little it's like yeah. it, it's like a fresh raspberry it's like, it's like what do they call bitter. those ones the from fr- fr- frambois or whatever the hell it's called and like the, like the raspberry like take your word for it yeah sounds french sounds fancy it's not bad i mean i don't think i could drink like a lot of these okay i think because it's it's a, it's a little sweet but i mean it's not it's not terrible by any means <laughs> it's. I mean, it's definitely fruity. No, it's not terrible. Okay. There's nothing about it that makes me not want to finish it. So we have a, a one to six scoring system. Is that so? Boy, that really. And I'm gonna ask you to go ahead and uh, label this raspberry golden ale called Booty. Let's be fair. This is a complete chick drink. <laughs> like, they put this out there expecting the women's the to women. be appreciated while the rest of us are, like, pounding the IPA. <laughs> the fact that it's called booty is a different story. Um, well, all the girls want the booty, man. Uh, give or take, depending on the woman. It's like the new trend. They all want that booty. Um, I'd give it a four. It's drinkable, but as I'm drinking it... It's one of those. It's it's a it's it's one of those ones that I just couldn't drink a lot of. I gotcha. Like it kind of like builds up a little and overall, like I said, it's 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 definitely light, like hundred percent light. Um, with a little bit of raspberry, it's it's good. It's it's decent. Right, I like the fact that the fruit doesn't like necessarily overpower it's, it, but you right. know it's there. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like it's like, and you know we're you know we're not trying to be like you know all what fruity it reminds me of. Drink like a fruit now. Beer, now that it just kind of clicked. So, have you ever had the uh, oh, shit the raspberry UFO? Yes. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of because it's got that little bit of raspberry and it's the light. Yeah, that one's very subtle. Very. That's very, what like, I'm very getting subtle. Out of it. Like mm-hmm. it's like aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Like you drink the beer, it's like where's the raspberry? And that's then, like you're I'm... like oh. Or even the shock top raspberry. I can't go that far. No. Me personally, I can't go okay. that far. I, I don't trust. I don't trust shock top. <laughs> I can't drink it anymore. I used to drink it way too much. Yeah, it's bad for you. Probably. Um, as far as crushability goes, like I could actually like put these down like something fierce mm-hmm. and like just like you know mi- like mix it up. If I'm feeling like fruity, if I'm feeling swirly. <laughs> swirly or swirly? Swirly. Swirly. Okay. Yeah. Swirly, swirly. I would, I would, I would, I'd go for. Okay. It's a good beer. It's fine. Yeah. It's the best beer I ever had. No. <laughs> no. Is it drinkable? Cha. Cha. Want to buy a thirty pack of them? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I saw what it cost for a four pack. Will not buy thirty. <laughs> but you know what? Hidden Cove. This is like a small example, and I actually like came home with like the lighter version of it. Like they they do some cool, cool, cool stuff. My better half actually like drinks a jalapeno beer, which 
Oh. Kicks me in the dick every time much. I drink it. And she loves it. Yeah, well. I'm like, well, hey, to each their own. I guess so. To each their own. Um, but they do some creative stuff. Like, they don't specialize in... I have to think of it. They don't really have a specialty. Just kind of do their own thing. Like they do an IPA, they do a stout. They, you know, they they try to do like they don't. I, they may or may not have a sour. I forget. I don't know. It's a cool place though. I like it. Wells Maine, uh, Hidden Cove. Uh, it can be found in some spots. All <laughs> around. Some spots. <laughs> all around New England. Like I've actually seen Cappies carry Hidden Cove. Oh yeah, I've I've seen it before. I've seen the name. So I'm excited for him. Uh, for that, for that, for that part, but they're just—they're good people. They're good times. I like them. I enjoy yeah, them. No, they're good. With that being said, I think we're done here. I have one more thing I want to discuss, sort of discuss. It's With that not, being said, we're not done here. It's not metal related, but I, I think it'd be since we're we're still fairly early on time. Um, a quick thing I would like to go over with you. As a discussion. Not really a discussion, but... Okay. Are you aware of something called the Mandela Effect? The Mandela Effect. Mm -hmm. No. So essentially how the Mandela Effect works is that it's something that you remember being true. Okay. That other people also remember being true. Okay. But in in fact, it is not true. Sure. An example. uh, You remember the Bearstein Bears? Ish. Yes. But it's not... Steen. It's technically spelled Stein. But we all remember it as the Bearstein Bears, correct? So far. Yeah, see? Yep. That's part of the Mandela effect. Yeah, Bearstein Bears. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense. sense. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't even know what you're talking yeah, about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, there's a few, uh, there's two of them I wanted to bring up. Uh, I was, was obviously my Facebook searching, I found them, and I, I wanted to see a reaction to them. Um,. Well, technically there's three, but have you seen Jaws before? The movie Jaws? Yes. So We're going to need a bigger boat. That is my Mandela effect. It's not we are going to need a bigger boat. It's you are going to need a bigger boat. Yeah, weird, right? So If you like, watch the movie, he actually says, because he's, he's, he's throwing the chum in the water. Okay, so he has, so in real life he actually says you're gonna need a bigger Correct. boat. It's not we're gonna need Correct. a bigger boat. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, I'm that's, so that's fixated. That's the Mandela effect. That's exactly I, was saying, what it I, is. I am so fixated on the fact that we're gonna need a bigger boat. Yep. I probably just glossed over yep. that, like when he actually says it, because let's mm-hmm. let's let's be real. Jaws came out in like 1970, fucking whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and Spielberg. If I'm actually watching Jaws right now, it's in. The background of me chopping Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, and the next one is you've seen E.T. before, right? E.T. phone home? Incorrect. Stop e- it. He actually says E.T. home phone. No. That is his actual line. Yep. No. Mm-hmm. Dead serious. Uh, this, e- is gonna, this, is, this one's going to create a complex because, no, it's E.T. I mean, phone home. I mean, the kids say... E.T. phone home, but he himself actually says E.T. home phone. Wow. I'm actually going to have to watch this one. Yeah, go for it. Like, I'm going to have to actually go back. I I have to go back. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That one might upset me. I got one more. I've been watching that one. I think E.T. came out in 1983. I was born in 1983. Steven Spielberg again, oddly enough. (laughs) 
And I think I've been watching E.T. like literally my whole life. <laughs> like I remember having, like my grandmother had the VHS tape. Did we go on the uh, the Disney ride? Oh, yeah? Yeah, where you're like in the, the woods or whatever. I went to, uh, is, well, that's Universal. I'm sorry, you're right. Universal. Universal. That's right, that's right. Yep. Because the last time I went to Universal, the ride was there, but it was closed. Ooh. And it's, it's like, like the what? Atari game. What? They're getting rid of the E.T. ride? Yep. Mind you, this is right next to the uh, Men in Black exhibit. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Oddly enough. They like, captured you them. fucking kidding me? How can you close that? Uh-huh. It's kind of like Universal Studios actually closing the Jaws exhibit. But they brought it back because, like, there was so much outrage. Steven Spielberg again. There should have been fucking outrage for E.T. Are you kidding me? Come on! That's how many generations of child... Well, I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe maybe I'm ignorant. Maybe it's just my generation of childhood. Maybe, maybe. Because I'm old as fuck, and 20-somethings don't know who E.T. is. It's true. I got one more for you. You remember? You kind of hurt my feelings. I know. Good. This is the point. Do you remember Mr. Rogers? Uh, ish. Okay. Do you remember the line? It's a beautiful day. In the neighborhood. Incorrect. <laughs> Stop it. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Okay. What is the newest documentary? We don't count the Tom Hanks one. He actually does it wrong, too. He actually says in the new one, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Right. But Exa- that's, that's technically what, that's incorrect. So this is why so many people are confused. Because, like, the new generation is being, like, brainwashed by, like, Tom <laughs> Hank. God damn it. Well, we don't want to talk about him right now. <laughs> There's a reason he's on a separate island somewhere. It's not what because t- of COVID. What did Tom Hank do? <laughs> don't worry about it. He was on that list. Oh, gosh. Who is on that list? So, like, one of us is probably on that fucking list. And oh, we, neither one of us ever fucking went to that. I'm allergic to lists, so. This is what happens when you're pretty much famous. But essentially, yeah. So it's, it's this neighborhood. Uh, nope. The documentary says. Well, the documentary the is not the correct man. Or the docudrama, so, whatever the fuck whatever. they call that shit. Overall, a good a good movie. It, it, it does it well. But that part they changed. I mean, I never watched it, but I just know what it was called. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because Mr. Rogers to me was boring when I was a kid. Really? He was my favorite. Was he? Mm-hmm. Maybe he was a Navy SEAL. Well, that would make sense. He probably killed a lot of people. It's kind of like all like the... <laughs> <laughs> it's, probably... it's, like... it's like all the Teletubbies being like all pedophiles. Like... <laughs> that show used to scare the shit out of me. He <laughs> does. Baby son? Like, no. I'm all sad. Like, what are you watching? Like, what is this? <laughs> it's the only time I ever hit my child. <laughs> you watched I would have hit myself. <laughs> you watched Teletubbies. <laughs> smack, smack. Nah, man. Sesame Street was my game. That's where I learned my stuff. I was raised on the street. Literally. Oh, yeah. I had some Sesame Street. Dude, I remember. I'm going to digress like something fierce. One of the creepiest things <laughs> like that I thought ever was like when Bert and Ernie was on like that boat, like going through like the like the Egyptian pyramids. Yes. And like the yeah. fucking the mummy, like after, like they would sing and the mummy would like follow yeah. and yeah. they'd just yeah. stop like when they looked at him. It's yeah. like, <gasps> like, like why? so creepy. So creepy. Yep. Like 
Oh, man. Uh, we digressed. Uh, last thing I want to do is I want to give a shout-out to my boy, Mike Petro. Uh, they do a podcast known as Fans of the Dead. They do uh, horror movie reviews. What's they up, Mike? do um, a lot of horror movie-based things. They do, like, sequels. And I know they've talked to, actually, a few people um, who actually were either in movies or know a specific or educated in a certain thing that was in a movie to kind of talk about it. Um, but uh, if you like the horror stuff, um, a lot of the, it seems to be more of the older school stuff, but they hit a few new new uh, new ones as well. Um, but yeah, if you like all that stuff, check them out. Uh, it's called Fans of the Dead. Good people, so that's man. That's it, yeah. We should introduce them to uh, Ice Nine Kills. I didn't reach out to them at all about a Halloween episode. Never. <clears throat> oh, doing a Halloween episode with them? That'd be so fun. That's my sort of plan. What movie do we have to watch? Oh, we just... We'll, we'll, Again. We'll, we'll see, depending on what they do. Okay. I would like to discuss horror movies with them. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll see. And I will come up with an Ice Nine Kills song. Attaboy. For any song that, or any movie <laughs> <laughs> that they, they bring sure up. I'm sure they will. <laughs> That's it. All right. All right, Dave, take us away. All right. Okay, kids. <clears throat> this is your only place to uh, find the uh, national and local music and beer reviews, um, et cetera, et cetera, blah, 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 some, something. I don't know. Wow, it's, it's amazing how he does this like way it better does. than I it's have. It does. It's pretty. Like, we're and you wrote it down. You plus, came up with it. A hundred plus episodes in. Um, go, follow, uh, go like us on Facebook. That's important. Go follow us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Go find the YouTube channel. There's actually stuff up there, I promise. Yep. yep. Especially lately. All of our faces, at least. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And other than that, like, share, listen, repeat. And Peace. That's the beer review. <laughs> nice job. All right, we're done. Adios. That is the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of Heavy Metal Over a Sick Pack Podcast. Marcus, Dave, and Anthony signing off. Check out the podcast at hmoa6pack.automatic.net. Email hmoa6pack at gmail.com. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.